Hello everyone in YouTube land. I'm Shelly. Next to me here is my ministry partner, Stephanie, and we are Limitless Ministries. And this is our first episode of Limitless Chatter. We are here this evening with Brian Brust, and he's going to share with us a little bit about a message that he recently uh, had the opportunity to preach. Um, and we're going to be talking about what do you believe in regards to salvation? So Brian, Stephanie and I had a chance to listen to your sermon and um, really intrigued about what you were saying regarding the uh, spiritual versus physical. So why don't you start with the uh, Romans Bible verse and we'll go from there. Okay, so uh, it's based around Romans 10, 9. Uh, and this is where, obviously, they were being told how to confess their, their belief. Uh, it's based upon what your belief is. Do you believe what the Bible says? Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe that he was resurrected afterward? Um, and of course, what it deals with is the physical portion of, uh, well, first of all, I guess would be the, the scripture itself. Um, and then it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And again, it, it doesn't say you might be saved or yeah, maybe you could possibly be saved. It, it says you will be saved. And it comes down to the two different parts. We are, we are spiritual beings. We inhabit a physical form. So the physical portion of that, which is the confession of your mouth, that Jesus is the son of God, confessing what you believe, but then also the spiritual part of, of believing in your heart, which is this, the, the spiritual part of what you believe. Um, if you believe something half-heartedly, you don't really put much stock in it. Right. But if you believe something with all your heart, then everything that you do is going to be based off of that belief. And so you have this, again, the spiritual part, which is what we are mainly, is believing in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead. And that brings your salvation because your spiritual man will continue to, leave, will continue to live on after, after your body is, is gone. Right. Do you believe that the the process, the confessing, and the believing, do you think those are two separate pieces, or do you feel like that's all one, one thing that happens? It, from my understanding, you have two separate pieces, because uh, something that, <laughs> DC Talk, one of my favorite groups, uh, the statement, know, right? made, <laughs> the statement was made that uh, the biggest single cause of, cause of atheism in the world is Christians who confess Jesus with their mouth, 
and then walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can confess Jesus all you want, but unless you believe it in your heart, the spiritual part of it, and live that, one without the other doesn't, doesn't do any good. Right. And there again, you can believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God and that he was raised from the dead. But unless you go out and you confess it and you share that with other people, mm-hmm. that doesn't, doesn't do any good for anybody. Yeah. Right. And that's what we were told to do on earth. Is right. Is to go into all the world, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. That's right. And, and this, I mean, and I don't want to get too deep into this because this, this is going to turn into another topic altogether. But if, when you have that confession, when you have that belief, then the Holy Spirit, of course, then dwells in you. And true belief, then you will be living out the fruit of the Spirit. And of course, like I said, then that will get into a completely different topic that we don't have time for tonight. But, you know, like you said, if you're not living out that fruit of the spirit, you know, then confessing with your mouth by itself doesn't yeah. do much. And you well, see that all the time, people doing that. On another note, your confession is your confirmation. Yeah. Right. Because as you confess Jesus Christ, you're confirming your belief in him. And if you're only confessing it to yourself, though. Right. If you're only confessing it behind closed doors, then the spirit can't move through other people. Right. And you're not fulfilling the command of Jesus. Right. Got to get out there. Well, and and I can't remember exactly what verse it says, but it does say in the Bible that if we deny Jesus to others, he will deny us ultimately. Right. Yes. Yeah, I was um, trying to think of the verse, and I cannot remember. I know it, it's it's kind of one of those things. Like I know it's right here somewhere, but don't you have that uh, Bible app yeah. stuff that you could just look it up? Yeah, let me hop on that real quick and just look that up. I actually have it. I could probably look it up. But basically, <laughs> yeah, I know the scripture that you're talking about is if if you confess me before man, I will confess you before the Father. Mm-hmm. But if you deny yeah. me before man, then it's as I never knew you. Right. Matthew ten thirty three. There you go. See, I knew you could find it quickly. <laughs> I knew you could find it quickly. So, um, another part of your message, I guess we should have started with this. Um, you gave the de- the definition of believe. Yes. That might be helpful for. Um, clarification on on what we're talking about okay well you're gonna have to let me get there that <laughs> i actually that, i i wanted the the closest uh that i could i actually just looked it up so that i would have the actual definition of believe as it was listed in in the uh dictionary mm-hmm. but believe is a verb it is to accept something as true, to feel sure of the truth of something, uh, to accept a statement or the statement of someone as true, or to have faith, especially religious faith. Um, obviously, the second part, the second part or second uh, definition is to hold something as an opinion 
think or suppose. So the question is, which one do you follow? Do you follow that it's the first or the second? Do you look at it as an opinion or do you look at it as a truth? Definitely truth. Oh yes, truth by far. Which, you know, that leads me to another question. There are people out there that don't believe the words in the Bible. They don't believe that, that this is a true story. They don't believe that any of this really happened. Mm -hmm. So what could we say to those folks that, that don't look at this as real? Um, the only thing I, I would come to is that the scriptures in the Bible have been compiled from Greek, Roman, Hebrew throughout time. It's not just something that somebody in the 14th, 15th century decided just to write a book. Mm -hmm. All of this comes from existing documentation. Right. So this documentation has taken place over countless hundreds, thousands of years into the form that it's in now. So it's, it's not like somebody just sat down one day and decided to write a book. It's, it's actually many books all telling the same story from beginning to end. Which is pretty fantastic. Yes. Especially considering the thousands of years that it's taken to put it all together. Bestseller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I was looking over this today and, and thinking about the process of salvation. And one of the scriptures, John 3.36, says, Whoever believes in the Son, in the son has eternal life, <clears throat> but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remain on them, remains on them. So, seems pretty simple. Right? Seems that way. Wonder why? Wonder why it's so difficult for a lot of people. I can tell you from people that I have encountered, people that I've spoken with, um, and of course not to name names, but uh, <laughs> well, I mean that that does no good to name names or to point right. out, uh, especially considering that that the draw of the Lord is the draw of the Spirit is always on the heart. So even right. if even if you're a non-believer, the draw of the spirit still comes to you because you're still a spiritual being. Right. Um, you know, and, and everything that everything that's going on in the world, you can look at as a spiritual warfare. Uh, you always have dark versus light. You always have good versus evil. You have the spirit of God versus the spirit of evil. And it continues this way from birth to death, from the beginning of time to the end of time. And so even as a spiritual being, God still has created and put his spirit in you. So you're going to constantly have that draw on your spirit. And it's the, not, it's the denial of that draw and the denial of that spirit that leads to spiritual death. Yeah. That, that brings to mind Revelation 3.20. Um, he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me, which essentially means if we accept his invitation, because he stands at all of the doors of 
all of our hearts and he's knocking at everybody's heart. Um, and if we open that door to him, he will abide in us. Well, to, to go back and answer the question that you asked, I didn't mean to get off topic or to, to <laughs> you're fine. But an answer. Again, based on the experiences of people that I know, um, I have uh, one acquaintance who had something very bad happen to them when they were younger. Um, family member, bad situation. And so for them, I'm not going to say that they don't believe in God. I'm just going to say that through their experiences, they've chosen to believe that if there was a God, he would not have allowed this thing to happen to them. Mm. A lot of it is based on experiences that people have where they look at it and, and where a lot of times you'll hear people say, well, where was God when this happened? Where was God when that happened? Trying to disprove God when it's not disproving God, it's just proving that we need God Mm -hmm. to get through those experiences and through those times. Yeah. And I think even as strong Christians, we probably have all gone through that phase at some point when something mm -hmm. tragic happens. I, I feel like I know that I have at least once in my life said, okay, God, where, where are you? Why, why is this happening? It, so but it, I never, I never gave up my faith for it, though. I've because been there and had those we, times where your faith—it just seems like your faith wears real thin. Mm -hmm. You're right there on the verge, and oh, then yeah. again, though, that's where that drawing of the spirit helps you through, especially if you've been—not just what you've been taught, mm -hmm. but what you've learned. Because mm -hmm. you can have right. somebody, you can have somebody who can teach you something and they can as a teacher you'll know you can plow you can plow it into their head as many times as you want but unless <laughs> they experience it or understand it it's not going to do them any good right. so yeah it's it all comes down to an understanding instead of instead of repetition yeah and we do live in a fallen world yeah what this world's perfect <laughs> right no okay maybe not <laughs> not 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 close no <laughs> and i think and i think that's where some people do get confused is okay if there's a god why would he let this happen or you know those kinds of things and the thing about it is is we live in a fallen world mm -hmm. where we have that spiritual warfare and it's hard to explain. It's hard to put into words. But as a Christian, I can say that I, I can look back in my life and see times of extreme tragedy. And I can see now where God was working even through those, those tough times. Yeah. Right. And, and God's timing is different than ours. We, we expect him to be there to save the day when we want him to. And a lot of times that's not the case because he's working behind the scenes to save a later date that we don't even, we don't even know is coming. Right. Did anyone else get the visual of Mighty Mouse? <laughs> Here I come to save the day. <laughs> Sorry. Is that what you were thinking? Yes. Yes. Sorry. It's, my brain goes that way. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yes. 
So uh, I read a, a quote earlier today <clears throat> that I really liked. It says, by grace, through faith in Christ. Just that simple. By grace, through faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's how we're saved. That's your salvation. Right. Yeah. Which basically sums up Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Yeah. Um, because if I read both verses, for it is grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, yeah. not by works, so that no one may boast. Right. Right. Through God's through God's grace, he gave us the Son, so that through our faith we could be saved in him. Right. He didn't have to do that. No. No. I, I often wonder about that. Like, I think as far as uh, parents go, if you look at it from that perspective, most parents would die for their children. I feel like yep. they would put themselves in harm's way before they would let any harm come to their children. So if you look at it from the perspective that God is our father, and that's why he did that. He put himself in the form of, of his son in place of us to save us. And right. that's a beautiful thing. It really is. It yeah. really is. All right. Let me check my notes here. Anything else you want to share with us, Mr. Brust? We have notes. Put <laughs> your notes on your sermon. That's that's what I do when I listen to. to she's messages. trying to act like she's prepared. <laughs> Look, I've got notes. <laughs> and and what I what I will tell you is that in that in that message, it was the very end of the message, as I was going back over. The, the five signs that follow the believer. And, and it was at that point that I looked at every one of those and said, well, this is a promise of this. This is a promise of this. It wasn't just saying, hey, good luck. It was God promising right. a certain thing. You know, mm -hmm. the, the promise, the, the speaking in tongues is the promise of, of basically provision. He, he would give you what you need to do right. what he's asked you to do. You know, and, and it's each each one was a promise from God. And if you believe the promises of God, then he's already given it to you. And so it, it just it just struck a chord with me at the very because it, this was something that I hadn't hadn't really studied that much on until that night. And mm -hmm. uh, as I was preparing the message and after I had finished, I went back over my notes and I said, I can see where this is a promise that he's making. This is a promise that he's making. Mm -hmm. He's saying, hey, go do this. He's making a promise that if you do this, this is what I'm doing for you. Right. I will make it possible for you to do this. So, and I wrote that down. Believe in God's promises. Mm -hmm. That's, that's <laughs> in my notes too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said Mine it, too. so I wrote it Mine down. Too. My, my notes too. <laughs> yeah, yours too? Mine too. <laughs> and then ex you put here, or you said, um, expect to receive. Exactly. Uh, 
Yeah. When 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 Peter and John laid hands upon when Peter laid hands upon the lame man at at the gate, at the entrance into the temple, in, entrance into the temple, the man at first was expecting alms. He was expecting coin. Mm-hmm. And the second that Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold, but I'll give you what I have. The man still expected to receive something. He didn't just say, oh, yeah, whatever. He he perked up and he was ready. He was mm-hmm. ready to receive. And that's we have to be ready to receive also. Uh, because a lot of times in life, God's going to give us something and... Or, or even bring something into our life that we're not ready for, or we don't feel like we're ready for. Right. If we expect that God's going to give us something out of that, even if it's an experience, we expect to receive something out of that, and God will deliver. Right. Right. I think a lot of people get hung up on their expectations versus what they will really receive. Like if right. they go expecting this, like coins for example in that story and god gives them this which is a much greater blessing but at the same time they're like well this is what i thought i was going to get but i didn't get that so what's what's up here (laughs) but i think that a lot of people lose their faith because they didn't get this expectation what they expected right right they they didn't get their expectation they got what God wanted to give them. Right. Which is always what we need. Right. Which is always exactly even what though, we need. Even though we, a lot of times we don't see it. No. Mm-hmm. And I think we do get caught up on our own expectations. Yeah. You know, if you think about back to the story of Peter and this man, you know, he expected, don't, he expected charity, donation. Right. But what he got, truly what he got was so much better. He got healed. Right. Was so much better than any coins Peter could have ever given him. Right. And God does the same thing for us. We, we just, and I know I've done it. I'm guilty um, of being, I want this and this is what I expect. And I think, and I think, oh, this is perfect. I see how it's lined up perfectly. And then God says no, or he doesn't let that happen. And I think, well, right. Uh, but then well, I end up getting exactly what I need. I always get exactly what right, I need. Right. And and the thing about that is you sit, a lot of times you'll think that you were shortchanged. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, God, you know, God gave me something lesser than, I, than what I expected. But you don't know what seeds God has planted down the road for you to receive what you are expecting to receive. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're not grateful for what he gives you, then you yourself are tearing down your further, you know, right. you're tearing down your ability to receive more. Yes. Whenever so, you're not thankful and you're not grateful. Sometimes when we expect to receive something um, and we don't necessarily always get a physical, tangible thing, you know, sometimes it's a lesson. Sometimes it's an opportunity to grow our faith. Sometimes it's, okay, God didn't give me what I need, but what he did give me, or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. God didn't give me what I wanted, but God gave me the opportunity to learn to trust him more. Mm. God didn't, sometimes it's God didn't give us what we think we need. 
Right. Right. Because what we, we want. Again, in our physical, we think we need certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That on the spiritual side, this is what we really need. And exactly. so, again, you're a spiritual being in a physical vessel. He's going to feed your spirit because your physical, you can feed your physical. You can, you can do for your physical. And a lot mm-hmm. of times he will bless that, but he's going to bless your spiritual as much as possible. Ooh. Because that's a place that you can't take care of as well as he can. Right. right. Your physical body, you can get up in the, in the morning, you can go take a shower, put clothes on. That's something, you know, physically yep. you can handle that. Spiritually, you can open the word and you can dig into the word, but without God blessing you, you're not going to get as much out of that word as just sitting physically reading the word. Right. That's very true. Yeah. That's deep, Brian. That's deep. You, get, <laughs> you, you know, and then out of a physical or out of a spiritual blessing than a physical one. Yeah. And those times when he's given me that opportunity to learn how to trust him versus what I thought I needed. You know, if I can have what I call a vertical perspective versus a horizontal perspective, you know, if I can have that vertical, which is not, it's not super easy, but it can be done. Oh no. And, and, you know, and when I have that vertical perspective and I go, okay, you know what, what do you want me to learn through this? What is it that you're trying to teach me? What are you trying to, how are you trying to feed my soul right. so that I can be in better communion with, with God? Right. And I think as a believer, we have to train ourselves to ask that question. That's not something that just comes naturally. We have to train ourselves to be like, okay, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to get from this experience? So, Because we still have physical vessels. (laughs) Well, and I'll be, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I've failed in that many times. And it's it's because of that physical, Mm -hmm. you know, that physical need, that physical desire, God, you know, this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, why is this a problem? Why can we not do this? Why? And God knows. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but God knows. And if I'll okay. just shut up and sit down and let him tell me, then I'll know. <laughs> but too many yeah. times we just, we don't want to do that. We, we want to be in command and mm-hmm. not how it works. No. We have, we have two ears and one mouth so that we can listen double. And too often... I'm too busy complaining and, you know, instead of listening. Right. And I'm getting better. I'm getting better. It's, (laughs) you know, um, of course, the more I get into the word and the more that I, that I really try to study, then um, I I get to be, you know, more understanding of what's going on. But, you know, I'm still human. Yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts from anyone before we head out? Not for right now, but uh, I've, I've got something else to send you later on about uh, uh, another message that's been really laying on my heart that oh. I have to. <laughs> I'm excited oh, now. <laughs> wait. We're ready. Some, some, some people are not going to like hearing it. Oh. Uh, a, a lot of uh, Probably some of the higher ups in the church will not like hearing it, but it's something that's got to be said and something that's been 
been around for a long time. Okay. Well, Jesus well, said the hard things too, and there was a lot of people who didn't like what he had to say either. Right. Right. Yeah. That happens. Well, we will definitely have you back on if you're willing to, to join us on our adventure. Would love that. Yep. This uh, is the... I've got a I've got a weird work schedule, but I'll do what I can and uh, try yeah. to work around it. So well, thanks for getting us on your schedule this evening. This oh, no problem. Fun we appreciate it, with you guys. You All too. Right. Limitless chatter is coming to an end. So it episode one does have a limit. Does have a limit. <laughs> physical limit. <laughs> does have a physical <laughs> limit. All right.